Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1061, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and BloombergRadio.com. This is Bloomberg Markets. This is the Bloomberg Markets, Corey Johnson and Caroline Hyde here today. You were asking me by uh, Instant Bloomberg, Caroline, what Seth Curry was like, and he was... He was as cool as you wish Steph Curry would be. It was just so easygoing and so nice and so thoughtful. And we hung out for quite a bit after, after we did this interview. But uh, we've got Steph Curry coming up in just a little bit with Andre Gunella talking about uh, wow. the NBA Players Technology Summit being held here in our, our uh, AM960 studios right now. But first... Let's get the latest in business news headlines from Charlie Cole. Charlie? And I thank you very much, Corey Johnson. Thank you, Caroline. Hi, we have got the Dow at S&P. They're both higher, barely. The S&P uh, up by less than one-tenth of one percent, really fluctuating between gains and losses here. NASDAQ is down three, a drop there of one-tenth of one percent. Now the numbers at the close of floor trading on the IMEX, brought to you by USCF. Invest in what's real. Visit USCFinvestments.com. That's USCFinvestments.com. West Texas Intermediate Crude Oil up one cent to 47.60 a barrel on WTI. Little change there. Gold down 11.40 the ounce, down nine tenths of one percent to 12.75. We've got the 10 year down 11.30 seconds with a yield of 2.26 percent. Treasuries extending losses after retail sales exceeded forecasts last month, boosting speculation that the Fed might raise rates again this year. But Dick's Sporting Goods is a prominent declining stock today, down 21%. It reported earnings that disappointed investors, and it slashed its full-year view. Brian Nagel is a senior analyst at Oppenheimer, and he says recent sporting goods failures are a part of the story. As I look at these results today, I mean, my initial reaction is, and this is why I've been, I, I've been worried about why, I was, why I've been on the sidelines with Dix, mm-hmm. is that it was basically a one-year phenomenon. Okay, because they, they captured the market share, and this is from companies like Sports Authority and such. But now as we've lapped those, it's very, very difficult to put for Dix to put up sales growth on top of the gains they had a year ago. And again, Dix shares, they're lower by 21%. Recapping, S&P and Dow higher. NASDAQ is lower, S&P up by less than half a point. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank Charlie, you very much, Charlie. Thank you very much indeed. Hey, Macklemore, can we go thrift shopping? Yeah, Macklemore, thrift shopping, but looking for sales and, and, and uh, keeping retail alive is an interesting challenge uh, of late. Ken Perkins joins us right now, the president of Retail Metrics, with a look at the retail sales world and specifically what's happening at Home Depot. But, uh, Ken, you know, Generally, I mean, sales are one of the things that's, that's been a, a feature of, of what's working in, in uh, retail right now, and I wonder what you see. Yeah, uh, you know, there are a handful of retailers that, that are driving some decent sales and traffic and really moving, the, you know, moving. And, and the you know, large, unfortunately, vast majority of the retail space really is sluggish and really not driving too much sales. I mean, we look at 112 retailers, and if you back out seven of them for the earnings uh, this quarter, if you take Walmart, Costco, TJX, Ross Stores, Burlington, Home Depot, and Lowe's out, you know, the earnings are expected to be down uh, 6.3% instead of just down 1%. Uh, so it, it, it's uh, it's been difficult to drive the, the sales. A few of them are doing it, but not many. Can educate us, if you will, because we keep on talking about the Amazon effect, how much it's perhaps even impl- impeding 
inflation in the general economy. We're seeing retail sales doubling and uh, well, double where estimates had been expected to be today and many feeling that was Prime Day weighing in there. But when you put it in perspective, the sales that Amazon has isn't anywhere near where Target is, for example, in terms of revenue. And are you therefore, is it as big a force as we all expect it to be? It's a major force in terms of driving prices down. Uh, so, you know, the aggregate you know, unit retail that they're selling at, it seems to be going down because Amazon's putting downward pressure on the prices. You are right, the revenues aren't quite what uh, some of the other major brick and mortars are, but they're really getting close. I mean, they're expanding dramatically, and there are only about five or so that have more revenue than Amazon right now, and Walmart's still significantly ahead of them. Uh, but they do have an effect across the board because of the pricing. Everybody has to be aware of it, and because they're expanding into every corner of retail. I mean, Home Depot and Lowe's have essentially been insulated from that, but I have no doubt, given the margins and the performance that they're experiencing, that you know Amazon doesn't have their eye in that corner of the market as well. Um, it is interesting to this Amazon effect, but when, I, when you list those retailers that did see rising earnings, I don't really hear a common Amazon theme there or an anti-Amazon theme. Is there one? Well, you know, when you Again, so at, run, run, by the, run by the way, let's leave Home Depot and Lowe's in their own little world. But who'd you have? You had Ross Stores, TJ Maxx. Who were the, the other? Uh, uh, yeah, Burlington, Walmart, Costco. Um, you know, those, those off-pricers right now, I think, have really been benefiting from the number of department store and specialty apparel store closures, and they're gaining a lot of market share there. When the consolidation completes, it's going to be interesting to see you know, they all execute really well, particularly TJX, and, you know, they're diversified in home goods, and they've got the new Home Sense line coming out as well. But when, when the consolidation is somewhat completed, you know, will they be able to compete, you know, with the technological advantage that Amazon has as they move more and more into the apparel space? It's going to be interesting to see how that works. And then obviously Walmart, you know, is, is the one that is suited to compete with Amazon across the board. It has the resources, the store base, and the ability and willingness to make acquisitions and invest in technology. Ken, what about the luxury space? Because this is a pie that hasn't been eaten into nearly so much by Amazon. We're seeing Coach today and not looking so pretty. But are are we seeing the digital environment affect luxury retail as well? Yeah, we are, you know, remarkably. I mean, even high-end consumers are looking to, to cut deals here and looking for better uh, prices online, and, and more and more of the business is moving online. Uh, it's been interesting. The luxury space, you know, at least the publicly traded luxury retailers, the upscale department stores, you know, the Tiffany's, uh, Coach, you know, haven't been really knocking the cover off the ball. And, you know, you'd think they'd be doing better in this environment given how much consumer net worth has been rising, particularly on the, in the high-end consumer end with this, the equity prices up as well as real estate prices. But, you know, they, they, they haven't been blowing it out of the water. And, and you know, Coach is a case in point. Uh, you know, they did post a 4% comp, uh, the best number it's put up since 2012. But, you know, they're still seeing their gross margins down uh, 130 basis points this past quarter. And, you know, that's been a big issue across retail. Gross margin, you know, 55% of the 112 we track, gross margins expected to be down. Uh, it's true. Is, is there a turn ahead? Are some of these retailers finding a new way? It, I mean, is there anything working like, out there it, for a smaller retailer? Great question. It, it doesn't feel like the, the turn is yet, although there have been some sequential improvements. We've seen some good back-to-school commentary from several retailers, J.C. Penney, Kohl's, Macy's Place, uh, Children's Place last week. 
Uh, it feels like there's a little bit of a turn, but that's, you know, I think they've got a long way to go, and Amazon's going to con- continue to pressure them. Interesting times indeed. Ken Parker, so glad to have you uh, help us figure that out and look for some winners among all the losers in retail. Uh, Ken Perkins is the president of Retail Metrics. You are listening to Bloomberg Radio. She's Caroline Hyde TV on Twitter. She's just Caroline Hyde if you're lucky to see her in real life in London. I am indeed. Just just go by the proper name. (laughs) There we go. I'm Corey TV on Twitter. Corey Johnson here on our AM 960 studios in San Francisco. And this is Bloomberg. Let's get some world and national news headlines with Bloomberg News anchor Adrienne Mitchell. She's in our 991 studios in Washington, D.C. Thanks, Corey. The Congressional Budget Office says Obamacare premiums will increase by 20% next year and 25% in 2020 if the president ends key federal subsidies to the program. And deficits would increase by $26 billion in 2026. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un is putting plans to fire missiles around Guam on hold, according to state media. Columbia University political science professor Stephen Norper tells Bloomberg another missile test would hit the markets hard. That could ratchet tensions up. We saw the market respond in different ways this time. They took this much more seriously than they have in the past. Now, that's rebounded, but clearly it's had an impact, and it means there's a real threat here. And we don't know what the end game is. We don't know where the off-ramps are. Defense Secretary Mattis says if North Korean missiles hit the U.S. or its territories, it will be game on for war. There's talk that Steve Bannon may be on the way out, but Bloomberg senior executive editor for global economics and government Marty Schenker says it's far from certain. We've heard these reports before about Bannon, about Priebus, about others in the White House, and it and it doesn't happen. So until we hear from Donald Trump directly on this issue, I think Bannon's there. He gets the president. The president echoes what he thinks, and I think that there's no evidence that his departure is imminent. Of course, I could be proved wrong in 10 minutes. The New York Times reports Trump has put Bannon in a kind of internal exile. Global News 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Adrian.